problems. Got to call the producer. I'm sorry. No problem. You're just saying it, it, it if there's the an issue. <laughs> oh no! It ended the stream on us. It bloody okay. ended the stream. Gosh darn it! That means all the links won't work. I know. Well, we will. Don't worry about it. Just hang in there, okay? Actually, it looks like it's on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, but it said in stream. Oh no, we are. Okay. Yes, yeah, on there. So this is a weird day. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Light Gate. We are coming to you live from the beautiful city of New Orleans in Louisiana at the United Public Radio Network at 107.7 FM and the UFO Paranormal Radio Network at 105.3 FM. We are on Roku, Facebook, um, the Light Gate channel, YouTube, and many other applications and all our radio stations. Tonight we have a wonderful guest who you still see sitting here, but I'm going to give it over to Preston and go. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Yes, welcome to the Light Gate. So excited to be here. This is episode 39, if you can believe it. I'm your host, Preston Dennett, and my lovely co-host sitting right next to me on the screen is contactee Dolly Safran and the subject of my book, Symmetry. And we do have an amazing guest who we popped in early. Got a little confused here about whether we were live or not, but I think we are good now. So um, just want to say a big thank you to all of you for joining us tonight. I really appreciate when you come on to hear our wonderful guests. So thank you so much, Brian. Very happy that you could join us tonight. And hello, Doxy. Hello. Thank you very much. And Louise, so sorry to hear about your mama kitty. Oh. We'll be well, sending all, lots of energy, yeah, okay? Prayers. We love our fur babies. They are love in this world. So wishing the best for that. Hello, Nabnia. I don't think I've seen you here before. So welcome. And hello, Keisha and Luz and John Clark and giant of the frost. Oh, your name is going to come up. Just a little warning there. <laughs> hello, Michael. Hope you are doing well. And hello, Sunny. You guys are so awesome coming here each week to listen to our little show. Hello, Mr. B and friends, truth seekers. Namaste. You are Awesome. Thank you so much. Your generosity knows no bounds and is truly appreciated. Hello, Lynn. Thank you for joining us. Who else do we have here? Goodness, just a Gen X dirtbag baby. <laughs> <laughs> that name always makes me smile. <laughs> Hello, Susan. Hope you are doing really well. Surrounded by forests. I'm Love that. Hello, Rad Peanut and Neural Channels. Well, we have a nice big crowd here. Very, very exciting. Hello, Ruth Kleiber. Thank you for joining us and 
Cheryl from Arizona, I guess. AZ. John P. Well, yeah. Let's see here. John P. Adventures and Casey Lee and Star Orchid. Boy, you guys, you humble me. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, Eliza Gull, who else do we have here? Ah, Chris. Team. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining us. Oh, Dana, thank you so much. You guys, you just warm my heart, Dana. Thank you so, so much for your donation. Absolutely lovely of you. Thank you, thank you. And Orvis and Jao Batista and ah, Martin Rivera, former guest. Hi, Martin. Thank you. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll just get started because you guys, you just can make me go on forever saying hello to you. Love you all. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on episode 39 of The Light Gate. And as you can see, our guest is medium Jenny Lee. We've got a lot to talk about. Mediumship, tarot, past lives, channeling, UFOs, all kinds of stuff. And our guest, Jenny Lee, is an empath, a psychic, medium, channeler, and a podcaster. And she has experienced the unusual for her entire life. But over the past five years, she has been honing her skills with the paranormal, supernatural, and otherworldly. And in, in addition to tarot reading and evidential mediumship, Jenny also connects with spirit guides, higher selves, angels, higher dimensional energies, past lives, and aliens. She's the co-host with Giant of the Frost of the Witching Hours podcast. I had the great honor of being a guest, how we were able to connect. And Dolly and I are like, hmm, we need to get Jenny Lee on our show. So here she is. Jenny Lee is also an artist and an educator with a BFA in art education. And this love of art has inspired yet another realm of channeling called Spirit Art. Jenny is a firm believer that weirdness is the new normal. I love that, Jenny. <laughs> that is so true. All you other people are weird. Exactly. You normal. <laughs> normal people are the weird ones. <laughs> so you can find right. Jenny Lee on Twitch throughout the week. She also teaches spiritual classes monthly. And of course, you can check out her podcast at thewitchinghourpodcast.com. And there are other links in the show description. But Jenny, we are so honored to have you joining us tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank uh, you. I'm the one who's honored. I'm so excited to be here. And thanks again, Preston, for being on our show. And we're going to have Dolly on soon. Plan that out. <laughs> yeah, it was all kinds of fun. And when you started talking about all these different things, I'm like, wow, these are exactly the topics because they're all connected. Oh, Let's yeah. Face it. Yeah. So, um, Let's just start how I always love to start is because I always when I see people as adults, I can't help but imagine them as little kids running around <laughs> yeah. barefoot through the woods or however the streets <laughs> and, and how their experiences started out. Because me, yeah. I started out very skeptical, though I was kind of always a spiritual guy and did have some paranormal experiences at a young age. And I mm -hmm. suspect you did too. Absolutely. Um well, I grew up in a, there's this new term that I've heard recently, and maybe it's not new, but it, I just heard it recently called high strange. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I 
that was my life uh, because my my family is high strange. Um, my dad was very open about all kinds of different experiences that he had. So he just talked about it all the time. Oh, wow. It was normal. That, that was normal, you know? And then when your parents talk about weird stuff, that's normal to you. And then, you know, my mom also had premonitions and things. So... It started. I'm even more lucky now because of what I do for a living now. They're very supportive. So oh. I am absolutely lucky about that. You are. Um, Trust me. So I've been thinking <laughs> over, because I knew this question was coming. I've been thinking over my childhood. What is, what is it? You know, what is, what? Yeah, what's what the happening? earliest? How did it start? I remember being about eight sitting in my room by myself with the door shut, playing Barbies probably, and <laughs> uh, knowing that I was not alone. I, I knew something was watching me. And I, looking back on it now, I think could have been anything, you know, because now I know what's out there is could have been anything. But I remember feeling at that time, and I think I even wrote a poem about it, <laughs> that it was aliens. And like, why would I think that as an eight-year-old kid, you know? Because, you know, we talked about everything in my house, but, and we watched all the, at that point in time, not very good UFO documentaries, let's face it, you know, in the <laughs> yeah. 80s and early 90s, no. Um, so they were in my awareness, you know, alien things were in my awareness, but to think that that's what it was, uh yeah i think <laughs> i think it probably so just, was <laughs> the sense of a presence then yes yeah, so it's like the the knowing that there's something there that i can't that's a good see. way to describe it knowing i use that term a lot mm -hmm. yep. yes it's the knowing claircognizance just knowing yep yeah um so then we skip ahead some time um and then uh, this was something I just remembered after watching you guys' podcasts. Wow. Uh, when I was about 18 or 19, I saw something I couldn't explain um, in my parents. I was still living at home. It was nighttime, but everybody was still awake. Like it wasn't so late that everybody was sleeping. And I was, I had been in my bedroom. I'd gone out and I came back. And when I came back in the door, the window was lit from the outside, like a, like a spotlight was shining in it. And then, <laughs> and then what clearly looked like an ET head was in the window as a silhouette. It was a big round ovally head with a little skinny neck and I could see the shoulders. Wow. And I freak <laughs> out, you know, like, Wah! and I'm like yelling for somebody, come here, you know, and by the time they get there, it's gone. So I was pretty scared, but I wasn't scared enough to go out to not go outside and see what was going on. And there was nothing there. Oh, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Where, what city were you in and what year did it happen? Uh, this is in Virginia, central Virginia. Um, I was 18 or 19. So it was probably like 2000, 2001. Okay. Um, yeah. And and I had I had totally forgotten that experience until recently. 
Uh, do you remember what you thought? I mean, were you thinking ET or? Yes. I was like, that doesn't look like a person, <laughs> you know, that doesn't look like a human head, but my, but you know, my, my rational brain kicked in and was like, well, it has to be a person, but there was no one outside. There was. It was a one first floor or second floor. First floor. Okay. Um, but there was no way for a car lights to shine in the way my parents' house sits on the road. There's no way a car light could have been shining directly in the window. Yeah. And the window sits up high enough that whatever was there had to have been standing. They, they had to have been very tall or perhaps, you know, levitating or something. Yeah. Well, it would be one thing if it was just a face, but with, combined with the light... Mm -hmm. That raises a red flag, and the fact that like hmm, I didn't think about this for quite some time. Yeah, that's a red flag, Jenny. Had <laughs> I had forgotten all about it. Um, I haven't, to my knowledge, haven't seen any very definitive UFOs. Um, there's been things that I was like, mm, you know, what is that? But nothing where I could be like, uh, that's none of these wonderful experiences where the people see the craft, like, you know, from a hundred right. feet or something. With all the little um, windows around them. Yeah, no, <laughs> nothing like out. that. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody, no ET waving to me. Um, you, so, what part of central Virginia were you in? Uh, Chesterfield, which is just oh, south of Richmond. Okay. All mm -hmm. right. Wow. Yeah. So wow. those were my first two kind of ET experiences. Uh, Paranormal things, I think, were happening all the time, but I just didn't realize it. Um, yeah, well, I mean, why are you going to call it paranormal if it's normal for exactly. you? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, my parents tell me when I was about three, which I don't have a memory of this, that I would see a woman in my bedroom at night. But, um, and then my, my dad also used to see a woman in his bedroom at night when he was kid, when he was a kid as well. And we think they might be the same person. Wow. Yeah. That's like a spirit visitation then? Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, it, <laughs> it gets, it gets complicated. Well, um, describe the woman. Well, I don't have a memory of her, but he uh -huh. explained her as being an older lady, this kind of stern looking, and she would wear a blue hooded cloak kind of robe thing. Um, but just in the past couple of years, when I started doing this trance channeling, um, there's a, 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 I just will call her an energy um, that comes through and we have given her the title of divine mother. And she's essentially like the mother energy. She's, she's like feminine mother energy is essentially what she is. And I think she's connected to those, those, those sightings of, of the woman in the room for Can us. Can you see her? Um, I did get a glimpse of her through one of my channelings and she looked exactly like my dad had described her. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Older lady with a hooded robe thing on. Yeah. Well, that's certainly intriguing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I wonder if this is like a family spirit or an ancestor uh, or. I think yeah. that she can, from what I'm figuring out about energies and spirits, especially the higher level 
what we would think of as higher level, they can manifest themselves as looking like just about anything. So I think that she can appear to different people as different things. And to to us, that's what she appears as. Right. Well, that's very, very interesting. Yes. All right. So <laughs> this just sort of ramped up for you as time went on? Um, yeah. I started having uh, spirit experiences in my 20s. Uh, two of them happened right around the time that I got married to Gina the Frost. <laughs> um, I was in the kitchen. It was right before we were getting married. I was by myself. I knew that my great grandmother was there and I had a conversation with her, you know, telepathically in my mind. So if you're not familiar with that kind of experience, it's just like hearing thoughts that are not your own right. and you know that they're not your own. So it's not like you're hearing them audibly with your ears. You're just like thinking things that you know are not your thoughts. So I had this conversation with my great grandmother and she was just making sure I was doing the right thing. Are you sure you're doing the right thing? Getting married, you know, <laughs> <laughs> clearly, clearly I did because we're still together and that was a long, long time ago. But um, <laughs> then right after we got married, we were on our honeymoon in Florida and we were driving and we had a friend that had passed away uh, when we were teenagers. And all of a sudden I was like, he's sitting in the back seat mm -hmm. and he wants to tell us congratulations. Like he's excited wow. for us. But so you would think, you would think after I've had those experiences that I would have figured it out yeah. that I was a medium, but I didn't <laughs> until 2018. And I was watching an episode of the dead files, which is just a paranormal wow. ghost show. I know um, the show. And at yeah. that time, it was Amy Allen was a medium on there. She's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. It always freaks me out that she only sees terrible things. But um, you <laughs> yeah, know, well, that's the way they twist it show. for the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was watching an episode of that. I think I was folding laundry. How exciting. And then she said to one of the clients, because she thought the client had abilities, she says, all mediums are empaths, but not all empaths are mediums. And it was like I got struck by a bolt of lightning because it all clicked. It all fell into place. All the puzzle pieces came together. And I was like, because I had known for like 10 years that I was an empath. And then I was, and then I just realized I'm a medium. And then I just ran with it after that. Well, That's so when you, when you sensed your, the presence of your deceased friend mm -hmm. in the backseat was you was there an actual apparition or is that no it's like i sensed knowing? him i knew it was there i knew he was there and then that same uh telepathic hearing in my mind of what he was thinking but also feeling as well like feeling the emotions because yeah. mm -hmm. i imagine the spirits you know especially of our loved ones are around us all the time Absolutely. And it must be incredibly gratifying for them to, to know that somebody's actually hearing me. Yes, <laughs> yes. Because mm -hmm. yeah. I, had, I had one experience, I think my first one where I ever had that personally, because my mom passed away when I was pretty young. I was 19. Yeah. And it was, gosh, I must have been in my 40s. I was watching 
the Long Island medium. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I love Teresa Caputo. She's a riot. Oh yes. <laughs> and suddenly I heard not so much heard, but like you said, a very subtle thought that's someone was talking. Someone said there, this next segment has a message for you. Oh, I thought, well, did I hear that? You know, mm -hmm. that, but I heard it, you know, enough to pay special attention to the next segment. I think I may have mentioned this on a prior show, but it's just such a special experience for me because oh, yeah. then Teresa Caputo, she's you know doing that thing with her lips. She's when she starts reading, <laughs> she looks at the person. She says, "Does October 13 mean anything to you?" And it sure did to me. I started bawling <laughs> because that's the day my mom died. That was the day she passed. My okay. goodness! Oh my gosh! You know that must have been my mom saying, "You know, watch, watch this, watch this." Yeah. So that, is that how it works a lot for you? Yes, yes. It's hearing a thought that you know isn't yours. Um, but you know, now that I've now that I've learned how to do it and I you know, practice it and I've and I've learned the techniques, um, you know, now it's it's much easier to to understand who the who the energies are, you know, and who where they're coming from, and. Some sometimes it's hard, easy to figure out who they belong to. Sometimes that's still difficult. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when did you transition to like, well, this is kind of interesting. To let's let's get a little more serious about this. Uh, of course, just like most people, I think that have had some life changing thing in 2020. Um, <laughs> but it started before the pandemic hit. I had I had taken a course, a weekend course in mediumship uh, locally, and then the pandemic hit, and then and then I was like, okay, well now I got time to really focus on this because we weren't going to school as a teacher, and um, yeah. I started taking classes with Cindy Kaza, and that that was it. Then I was like. I had I had been feeling for a long time that I was supposed to be doing something with all of these abilities that I had, but I had no idea what it was. And then well, what, that, what were the that was it. Like, I mean, how? I'm kind of interested in that because um, this is a, a skill you can actually teach a person. Oh yes, absolutely. And actually, that's something that I do now as I help teach other people how to be mediums. Mm -hmm. um, you learn about all the clairs, claircognizance, clairaudience, clair. I mean, there's, there's yes, there's one for every sense plus knowing. Um, and so you kind of start with that and then you start being able to sense energies. Um, for me, I learned how to be an evidential medium first and evidential mediumship is talking to your deceased loved ones, figuring out who they are based on evidence and then when the sitter knows who the person is, that's when you give a message. And for me, it's usually a message that's helpful for that person at the time. You know, so like for Preston, if you, you know, when your mom came through and you really, you know, you had missed her all that time, your message might have been something like, hey, I've been here the whole time. You know, I love you. I miss you. <laughs> you know, like this is you don't you don't you know, something like that. Um, so it's, it's usually something they need to hear. Uh, so yeah, the evidential mediumship is very, very teachable. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So how did continue? How did, it <laughs> how, how did you start doing this? Um, so 
I took many, many classes over the course of 2020. And by 2021, I decided that I needed to start practicing it in a setting where I could, you know, really be doing this. So I actually started on Instagram doing its live streams and just reading people in the, in the audience, the chat or whatever. Um, oh, wow. And then my husband had been, had spent 2020 streaming video games on Twitch. So he had learned how to do Twitch through his video game streaming. And there was a tarot channel on there. And we're like, well, can I even read people? Like not, you know, just from a screen name. Like I, I didn't even know if it was gonna work or not. Um, but I got on there and <laughs> that was it. I stopped streaming on Instagram. It was all Twitch from there on out. It was way easier to read for people than I ever thought it would be. And it's just because I'm connecting to their energy. Like right. I don't have to see their face. I don't have to know their real name. I don't have to know anything about them. I'm just connecting to their energy. Spirit's super smart and knows everything and is everywhere all at once. So yeah, I think in some ways know. it might be easier if you don't know the person. Yes. You know what I mean? Because you're not having all this overlay of exactly. who you think they are. Mm -hmm. There's no biases or influence. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's amazing that we, you know, distance is an illusion, I guess, to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, because distance and time only exists for us <laughs> in our three-dimensional. Yeah, it's not something that exists after we're not here. I was given a deck of tarot cards by my mother, of all people. Mm -hmm. I was about 10. And uh, it had the, the explanation of all the cards in it. And uh, it was a teaching tarot deck. Yeah. And, uh, so I was playing around with it. And a couple of my friends said, oh, you, I know what this is. Read me. And uh, so I, I did. I was reading the cards. And then I realized, oh, my God, it has nothing really to do with the cards. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're just there. And yes. I what happens is you, you flop the card over and then it's not, somehow you're able to connect to their energy better because you're looking at something. You're not thinking of anything else mm -hmm. but this person and letting what they got to say to you come in. Yes. And, and then I realized, Oh my God, now I'm reading their family. We're coming all around me. <laughs> I, I was like, Oh my God. My mother realized I was really doing it. And she used to call her friends up. I could also do psychometry by then. And oh, really yeah. And my mom said it was a parlor trick in our house. My mom and his <laughs> Hey, watch this. Yeah. 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 Wow. I love this Amazing. comment from Giant of the Frost. Yeah, COVID was a horrendous thing to go through, but boy, did it wake people up. Everyone got to realize the importance of family. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I hate my job. I'm quitting. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I should be doing with my life. For the first time. The sightings went skyrocketing oh yeah because they're not looking at you know like everything yeah. else coming in yeah. quiet and, and you know for the first time in most people's lives they had a chance to um control their own time you know what do That's i do true. with my time well i want to do the things that i want to do with my time yep. and yeah yeah, yeah. Well. So that it worked for me for sure. I me up, too. <laughs> I was basically laid off, essentially. I mean, I got he wanted me to work under the table. And I'm like, no, oh, I'm not yeah. doing that. He said, mm -hmm. okay, you can work part-time. I'm like, well, fine. But I just never was happy there. So I ended up ultimately leaving. And I'm so much happier. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the thing we were fearing the most is the thing that really needed to happen in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So you started reading professionally at some point? Yes. Uh, 2021 is when I started um, doing all of the professional medium terror reading and yeah. Mm -hmm. That's cool. really amazing. So yeah. tell us about some of your readings that you, you know, memorable ones. Uh, we just had a really cool one happen just last week. There was a lady who came in and um, I was reading for her and I, I saw a piece of jewelry that had a, a heart shaped crystal on it. And I was like, I don't know if this is something you have or something that the spirit who came in for her had, or is this is something you're going to get? And she didn't know what I was talking about, which happens a lot in <laughs> mediumship. But as a medium, a medium, you just have to trust what you're getting. That's one of the main things you're taught. Don't second guess yourself. Don't question it. Even if it makes no sense to you or no sense to the person, you just give the information. So... Reading ended, I move on to the next person. About 30 minutes later, she comes back and she said, you're not gonna believe this. I called my mom. I had a Christmas present there from a different aunt. She opened it and it was a crystal heart for her Pandora bracelet. Oh. Wow. And we were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so those are the kind of things that really make everybody in the situation believe that it's really happening, myself included, because that wasn't something I could have picked up from, from her, you know, she didn't even know about it. Right. So it's, you know, how did I know that? Is important. Confirmation is important. Don't you, yes. think? Mm -hmm. you know, it's even with psychic ability, the more you can confirm your ability, the better you are. It teaches Absolutely. you when you're on or off and it's yeah. important. Yeah, because so there are mediums out there who are like, yeah, your loved one's there and they love you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They miss you. love you. Yeah. Yeah. But then like, but what else? You know, what's something that that you couldn't know? And for, that was that was a fun one that was recent. That's totally cool. That's yeah. when you fly high for about a day. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, man. <laughs> How did that happen? Oh, because I, I really was talking to her aunt that was on the other side. You know, she knew that her other aunt had bought this thing for her. Right. Um, yeah. It's it's fun to connect uh, with uh, spirits because uh, you just walk away from it feeling really good. You know, because yes. there's a great place and their energy comes through to you. Mm -hmm. and even after the experience and what was told or not told or whatever, you're still high on that energy. And yeah. it, it's incredible. You know, it's it's sort of like payment. Honestly, payment. Yeah, what you're that's, doing. The, that's the way that I feel. A lot of mediums yeah. actually have the opposite experience where they feel really drained afterwards. Oh. And I'm not like that at all. And I think I've heard you say the same thing, Dolly, about when you have things happen, that when when it's over for me, I have a really hard time going to sleep because I'm yeah. I'm, I'm pumped up, you know? I got yeah. all this energy. Brain's working 90 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Well, here's a question coming in from chat along with a wonderful super chat donation. Thank you, Doxy. So appreciated. And she is asking you, Jenny, do you mostly see visions as in pictures or do you hear spirit? Good question. Uh, I have all of it, really. <laughs> 
Um, my wonderful teacher, Cindy Kaza said, and she'll say this every time she does the reading for somebody, she says, it's like playing the Pictionary charades and telephone mm -hmm. all at the same time. Mm -hmm. So you have to, <laughs> you have to be able to, you, I get images, I'll see yeah. things, I'll hear them in my mind, like a thought. Um, for me, sometimes a lot of it's the feeling like that empathic feeling that I'm getting from them about their own emotions. Yeah. Um, but things that are different for me, past life things I can pick up on for other people. And that's actually something I do is past life readings for them. That's very different because when I'm picking up on a past life, it's almost like I'm remote viewing through time to this yeah. life. Yeah. And I see it as like I'm watching a movie and it's usually oh, like wow. I'm like I'm watching it through the eyes of the person that I'm reading for. Yeah. So that's very different. Yeah. There is no time and space outside no. in psychic. And uh, I learned this young because I have many past lives that I absolutely spontaneously remembered very, very young. And when I started picking up other people's past lives, I realized that your consciousness remembers everything. OK. Mm -hmm. And it knows when it was passed and forward as well. It's, yes. it's out of the time slip. It's not mm -hmm. really here with you. It's indwelling your body, but it's still out there. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I was picking up, I mean, you could almost read their entire existence if you let it happen from, you know, from way back when mm -hmm. all the way up to present and sometimes one or two into the future, which freaks me out when I see that. <laughs> I'm afraid to tell them, you know, I don't yeah. want to get riled up because you know, we're working karma out right now to tell them that is almost, mm -hmm. you know, at odds with it. So, yeah. Yeah. I remember my first glimpse of a past life. I was probably, you know, we were, we had just moved from Illinois. We were in a camper, all eight of us <laughs> traveling across the United States. And we drove by this used car lot, with, which they have those little triangular flags that dip over and yeah. fall in the wind. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at them and think, gosh, I remember that from somewhere. And I think I know what you're going to say. It burned into my brain. And it was year, a couple of years later when I saw Mount, you know, Tibet. Mm -hmm. They're uh -huh. everywhere. Those little flags. Yeah, they're little purple. Yeah. Yeah. Everest, yeah. And that's when I yes. remembered I was a monk or, you know, an initiate of some kind. Mm -hmm. Really into, I guess it's Buddhism. I don't really know. But mm -hmm. the feeling that used Carla gave me brought me back to that past life. Yeah, China Frost has a, a past life of the same place, same thing, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So what about you? What are you, what are some of your past life memories? <laughs> I'm curious. So um, before I got really serious into all of this, when I was just starting to get into what what I lovingly recall, recall the uh, woo-woo things, um, <laughs> I had went to some past life meditation. It was not like a, it wasn't um, hypnosis. It wasn't a regression. It was just a circle of people who were meditating, trying to remember past lives, uh, facilitated by somebody who knew how to do it. And one of my most profound ones where I knew like this is, what I'm seeing is really, has really happened to me because it was so emotional was I was a young girl in the frontier of America somewhere. I was in a dirt floor shack 
And I was a kid at first in a little one room dirt shack with some wood table and, you know, dusty and gross. And I had a real mean dad and he brought in a bird for me to pluck for dinner. And then it fast forwards in time and I go, I'm in a different, this one might've had two rooms, was still a dirt floor and I was married, but luckily my husband was a very nice person. And same thing, like just nothing, you know, like I'm wearing like a, I don't know, like a flimsy little dress. And then if skips ahead in time again, Let's go see how you died. Okay. Uh, So I'm giving birth to a baby and there's a midwife and she didn't make it. The baby was born and she went out and I saw myself. I saw myself in the bed because I was up in the ceiling and I realized that I had died and, and, you know, in the meditative state, I just start bawling because it was so overwhelming. Like I was reliving that moment of this baby. I didn't get to hold the baby. I didn't get to see the baby. I didn't get to be a part of the baby's life. And it was just like all came flooding back. It was, it was, wow. it was a really tough one to revisit. Yeah, well, I think we carry the trauma from past lives. And that's why past life recall can be so mm-hmm. healing. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Well, that, that's amazing, you know, because I have out-of-body experiences mm-hmm. quite a bit. I learned how to do it early on, and I always started getting interested in investigating past lives. But every time I did it, not every time, but often, I should say, you go right to the death scene. Yes. Like, oh, my God. Oh, thanks. Thanks for this. Yeah. <laughs> I really wanted to see this part of it. Why couldn't you have shown me something that was nice and pleasant and fun? Yeah. A few times it happened. Yeah. I I did go to a Native American past life where I was a little kid and being treated like dirt in the wild west. You know, they just looked upon us as animals, seriously. Mm -hmm. But I did a spirit quest with, I guess, your, not the medicine man, but your guide, guide, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But man, oh man, I love that man. We did this whole, we we had to track him, we had to carry these boulder you know a backpack of boulders all this weird stuff you can't make up yeah mm-hmm. and you later find out it's true yeah they really and, did those things yeah. Yeah. the final test was to climb this cliff I, you know i don't really like cliffs <laughs> <laughs> i'm not a huge fan of them now i know why is it because that's where you're is that was that the death scene the cliff no i made it so oh okay it was, well that's it was, it was good. one of the pleasant ones i should okay, say okay good but yeah, I do remember quite a few death scenes. Yeah. Uh, it's traumatic. It is. But I've learned yeah. a lot about my past lives through astral projection. That's awesome. So what about oh. read, reading other people's past lives? What is that So like? fun. I love it. <laughs> it's like you get to watch a movie. But this is some, <laughs> you know, this is somebody's, this because every person is a story. And every life is a story. So I'm getting to see these uh, these wonderful stories. Um, hopefully she doesn't mind me sharing, and I won't say her name in case she does, which I don't think she would mind. But the most recent one I did, I think might have been from, a, from some sort of different reality, like a, a parallel dimension or some other kind of reality in a different space or something in the universe because it didn't make any sense you know Mm -hmm. um 
but she was like a, a person who was learning how to do magic. And hmm. while she's being like initiated into, it's like this big ceremony and they're getting initiated into this magical order, a different group of people comes and like burns everything to the ground and kills everybody that's there, but mm -hmm. somehow she survives. And for the rest of that life, she didn't want to do it anymore. She didn't want to do magic anymore. She didn't get to finish her training, but the people that were in the space with her in the village or whatever, they still came to her because she did know how to do things, but she didn't want to do it. And in her current life, she's a spiritual practitioner and she keeps having these blocks where it's like, it's blocked, it's blocked, it's blocked. Well, why is it blocked? Well, that's where it started was in that life. So I've just seen in the past few months since I gave her that reading that it's starting to get unblocked because now she knows. So it's, it can, like you said, Preston, it can be very healing. Right. Right. Yeah, Have you ever had anybody read you? Uh, for past lives? Yeah. No. No. Really? Well, uh, no, I take that back. I did get <laughs> a um, terror reading one time for my friend for a past life, yes. But then she got super weirded out because she said, I've never seen any, <laughs> I've never seen any spirit like yours before. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a good thing, but yeah. Um, so it, it was supposed to be like a past life reading, but I, it just got kind of got off the rails because she hmm. saw some weird things. Yeah. yeah, I think most people have memories of past lives, whether mm -hmm. they realize it or not. Yeah. You, I started to see it in people because if you have certain, you know, likes or dislikes or phobias or mm -hmm. mannerisms or tastes in food or the way you dress, one lady I knew, you know, my friend's mother, every time I'd look at her, I'd think she was Japanese, which she oh, wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> but she had all the manner and she just, you know, came across that way. And she, mm -hmm. she ended up really loving Japanese stuff. I'm like, I knew it when I went to her house. Mm -hmm. you can, so if you want to know your past lives, that's one way to immediately yes. connect to it. I worked with a young girl one time at a, a retail job and she was obsessed with Pearl Harbor. She was like a 19-year-old girl. Why is she obsessed with Pearl Harbor? I think she even got a Pearl Harbor tattoo. And she was going to go. She was going to get a job as a flight attendant because she wanted to go to Pearl Harbor. She's like, I have to go there. And I'm like, well, you know, I, in, my, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, I hate to tell you this, kid, but <laughs> it probably means you were really there. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there was a show on TV about kids past lives. And I'm mm -hmm. so sad it was canceled because it was riveting. I think I watched that, too. It was. Yeah. Man, because it's so amazing to see little kids saying these things mm -hmm. <laughs> that are just beyond their years. Yeah. Knowing things they couldn't possibly know. Yeah. yeah, my my last life, I, I won't tell you who I was, but I had a the one before this one. Strangely, it was short. Okay. I wasn't very old when I passed. And um it had to do with music and singing and all that kind of stuff. And um I literally woke up when I was about three years old singing what I sang then. Oh wow. And I knew all the words to everything. I could almost speak another language. And uh by the time I was 10 my mom was playing old movies on TV and this oh, person came on the movies. And I was like, oh. 
I knew exactly who I was. And it was wow. kind of tragic. And I brought with me into this life an obsession that I had then into this life. And it was so that I would have a kid this life, literally have a kid. And I did. Okay. I was determined I was going to be a mom. I, I fought it for a long time and I gave into it. I was 32 when I had my child, but I was fulfilling my last life's what I wanted to do. Uh-huh. And uh, it is uh, amazing to me. And now I walk around and I remember things and I see things and I hear things. And it's like, I'm uh, almost simulcasting now between me and the last time I lived. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it affects me even to this day. And it's really weird. And what's weird is in this life, I could sing. I had a beautiful voice. So I was a mezzo soprano. Okay. Wow. And um, I could sing Gregorian chanting and choir, all the whole thing. And um, I had cancer of the thyroid and it had to come out. And guess what they did? They nicked oh. it out of my cords. Oh my goodness. No more voice. I had a funeral for my voice. I'm not kidding you. And then it hit me profoundly. I wasn't really supposed to sing, but I was given the chance to, to fulfill that one too. Cause I sang what I wanted to sing. Okay. Oh yeah. But now my path is different from that life. And I finally accepted it. Yeah. yeah. You gotta try different things in different yeah. lifetimes, even if you don't want to <laughs> you grow. Yeah. What's cool about it is that's what I tell people who want to know about their past lives. You know, it, it, it don't look at it as like trying to remember who you were, remember why you were. And what yeah. did you fulfill and what didn't you fulfill? And what do you want to do now about it? Because mm-hmm. we're supposed to be able to remember this stuff anyway. Okay. And we're all yep. kind of denied that here now. Oh, yeah. And if we had a clear path to our memories, we'd do so much better than we do now. I Absolutely. Mean, yeah. It's the forgetting. The forgetting is so sad to yeah. me. Yep. Yeah. Very. Yeah. I, Dolly, I had a lot of this, a lot of the similar things for this life planned, I think, because. I believe I had many, many lives where I chose the spiritual path only and I didn't have a family. So this time around, I was like, uh, yeah, I need to have some kids. <laughs> and I tell you something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, I'm a, I do what you do. Okay. Yeah. I got to say this to you. Okay. Because I hear it. I hear it. Whatever life you had one or two back, you had, you had no ability to voice what you wanted to say none and it's still you're you're still got that block you're mm-hmm. talking now and i think because somebody's talking to me about it <laughs> you need to work more on uh letting your voice out completely say what you think honestly yeah. don't be afraid that's the message that's the message from that life that person you were then now mm-hmm. i have a voice you use it because you're you're holding it back I see you holding it back. (laughs) That's been my, that's been the. The bane of your life. (laughs) Yeah, it sure has. Uh, Yeah. My whole childhood, I didn't really speak to anybody. Right. Except for family and friends. If I was at school, I didn't talk. I think seventh grade, I said nothing. And then one time I had to read a paper in front of the class and the kids were like, you know, like, Well, you know, she's smart. She can talk. You know, they thought I was, you know. I I knew what I was going to do from a very early age. Oh, yeah. With five brothers and sisters, like, everyone's looking like, what am I going to do with my life? I'm like, well, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a writer. I'm going to tell amazing stories. I didn't know it would be UFOs and the paranormal. But I knew it was going to be amazing. You are. You are. And you did it. Yeah. Well, you know, when you're following your path, that you're supposed to, 
The red carpet rolls out. The doors open. All the pieces fall into place. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. This For is sure. totally cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> can you can you OBE? Can you go out of body at will? I don't experience it like Preston does. Okay. Um, but I do all the time when I do my channeling work. Okay. And that's on command. Yeah. Oh, I want you to talk about this. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay. So, um, okay. I was doing, we we'll go back a little bit. So, I, you know, I learned evidential mediumship. I was doing it already. I'd been doing it for probably about a year, year and a half. And then I was doing these meditations, these long meditations called sitting in the power. Yeah. So I was like sitting in a dark room by myself and, and all of a sudden I felt like, whoop, I'm trying to leave. I'm trying to leave. And I'm like, I don't want to, like, I'm scared, you know, stop, stop. But then I took a trance mediumship workshop with a fellow medium that had been in classes with, and I learned that there shouldn't be something that's scary. And this is how you do it. And this is, you know, what you can do with it. And so I started trying it and that's exactly what I was supposed to be doing. And that's exactly what I was feeling in those meditations. So when I do a channeled reading, I ground myself, center myself. I connect with the divine, with spirit. And then I just let myself step away and I float out kind of like the top of my head. And to me, it feels like I'm a balloon floating mm-hmm. in space okay. and I'm tethered to the pole of which is my physical form. Okay. And depending on how far I get in the trance, I can be close or I can start (laughs) drifting further and further away. And the (laughs) further and further away I go, the less I remember of what's coming Mm -hmm. through in the channeling. Um, I just, I choose not to do a full trance where you're not conscious at all of what's happening. Um, Mostly because I like to know what's going on, (laughs) but also (laughs) I usually, (laughs) I usually do that in my own, like I'm by myself in this space with no one here to call me back. So I, I don't want to be unconscious of it because then I might be floating around out there for a long time. (laughs) And I kind of do need to come back at some point. I got other things to do, you know? That's amazing. Yeah. I have, okay, my contact is Tala, okay? And he's a fifth dimensional entity. And I worked with him for so long, I realized at some point that I am constantly in contact. I never, it's never oh, broken. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he can talk to me anytime he wants, and I can talk to him back and forth. He comes and he goes. Sometimes he's hanging around and sometimes he's not. But when he's there, I instantly can hear him and he'll, he'll get interested in my conversations with other people sometime and he'll interject. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, but I've never, ever, ever allowed him un- unless we're flying to mm-hmm. indwell me at all. Yeah. We meet somewhere in the middle. He's not really indwelling me where our consciousnesses are out and we mingle that way. Yes. We're allowed another entity ever to enter my and, uh, mediumship. That's called blending. So your energy is blending with his energy. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought about it for a while and I thought I entertained the idea of trying it, but I am a, um, uh, to fly, I have to be very, um, not controlling. I'm very detail oriented. And I think I'm so detail oriented and studying everything all at once that I can't 
it can't happen. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm capable of it. Well, and, I think it's also a choice too. Like true if too, you don't yes. want to, then you don't, that's not something you should have to do if you don't want right. to do it. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But that's mm -hmm. what I'm doing when I channel, I'm bringing in the energy into my physical form. So yeah. how many people have you channeled? And then what circumstances? I mean, tell me about the coolest. <laughs> I don't know how many because I stream a, a medium tarot stream twice a week on Twitch. And almost every time there's at least one channeling, if not more than one, oh, okay. um, over the past year, uh, maybe a little over a year at this point. Um, we have higher dimensional energies like the Divine Mother I was talking about. We have one we call Great Spirit because he's kind of like the father energy to the mother energy. Um, <laughs> my, my weirdest one personally is Peter the Apostle, which I I don't even like to say out loud because <laughs> it sounds ridiculous. Wow. Wow. But uh, And the first time he told me, I said, what was your job in the living? He said, Apostle. And I laughed at him. Because I was like, no, you're not. Just because your name's Peter doesn't mean you're the Peter or the apostle. But and over time, it was like, uh, no, he really was. <laughs> you know, if you're a powerful figure in spiritual history, there's no reason why you wouldn't want to continue exactly. to reach out. So he's the guy that we make spirit art with. Oh, cool. He, oh, wow. he comes in and he makes art with us and he tells us uh, messages that are important and he likes to make abstract art. <laughs> yeah, I just want to give a, a cool. shout out to yeah. Gen X Dirtbag Baby. Thank you for the amazing super chat. Oh my gosh. Dropping <laughs> that money. Really, truly generous of you. Thank you so, so much. In the bills. Nice. <laughs> yeah. All right. well, here is a question from Doxy to you, Jenny. And she is asking, during a reading, can you see if someone has had ET contact? up close and personal. Um, I probably could if that's something that we set an intention for, but that's something that comes through in the channeling. Uh, that's what's that's another major thing that comes through in our channeled work is ET stuff. And the first ET experience we had was for a sitter who's in the chat, actually. Uh, Luce is the person. Oh, cool. <laughs> wow. um, and I was like, this is not a human, you know, like, I don't know what's happening, but they like, they, they came in through a channeled reading and um, it turned out that the reason why this particular being was coming through, or really we've had multiple um, beings from that same group come through for that sitter. Yeah. And it's because in a past life, she was one of them. And one of them is still very connected to, to them. Like they, they're still very much intertwined energetically because they love each other. Mm -hmm. And she does, you know, they happen to be here and he's somewhere else. And so he comes in to say hello um, and talk to us and give us messages and give them messages. But also, um, <sighs> They have also, Luce has also gotten to the point where uh, they are starting to be able to communicate with that being by on their own. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's totally cool. Mm -hmm. That's totally cool. I have a burning question, okay? Yes, ask away. <laughs> okay. And it's because I've sampled this a little bit. I'm going to see what you think about it. 
or how mm-hmm. you feel about what you've been doing. Um, every now and then I'll have somebody come through me to talk to somebody else and they either get right up in my face or in the side of my ear, blah, 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 blah. And then I start seeing them and then I can smell them. I can mm-hmm. taste what they have in there, you know, whatever flavor they're thinking about or whatever's, you know, <laughs> I can almost smell perfume sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. that they wore constantly or whatever. I get all these physical feelings from them. And it's, it's like, some are very powerful and I have to tell them back off from me because yeah. you're taking me over. And uh, I wonder, do you experience that at all? Yes. Um all of those are all the clairs that we talked about at the beginning, you know, like this, you can smell things that aren't there and taste things that aren't there. Yeah. And you can feel things physically in your body. Uh, during an evidential medium reading, I usually do ask how did the person pass because that's a, usually a good piece of evidence that helps identify the person. And mm-hmm. when I ask that question, I feel it physically in my body. You know, they, they take yeah. me to the place that where something went wrong, you know, there's heart or lungs yeah. or, yeah. you know, something. That as well. yeah. mm-hmm. That's got to yeah. be a little bit concerning at times. It, it, for me, it's never bad enough where it's like painful. Like yeah. I might feel like a twingy kind of pain, mm. uh, just enough to get my attention, yeah. but I don't ever feel like mm. something terrible, you know? Those aren't the ones that wear me out. The only time I get worn out by it and I don't, uh, it's unhappy for me, but because I have time, I have to have time to clear myself of the feelings okay. is when uh, a tragedy has occurred. Yes. Those okay. can be very difficult. Yeah. They are very difficult. And most of the time they come at me through another person in the family and it's just occurred and they're asking me, where are they? Oh my goodness. Alive or dead? And most of the time I can tell you instantly, what happened, where they are, all of yeah. that. But mm-hmm. it eats me alive if they're younger, young ones. Okay? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it eats me alive. And it seems like in the last couple of years, that's all the ones that are calling me for help. And mm-hmm. it's freaking me out. And I had to put a stop on it in myself. I had to go push it back and say, yeah. you know what? I need a break. This is way mm-hmm. too much for me. I've got all this going on and I push it back now. Yeah. And uh, every now and then it'll come at me that I can't that I know that I must say something, but it's, it's weird. Yeah. Um, unfortunately the, are the times we're currently in our current time space continuum is that there's a lot of young people that are passing from, you know, suicides and drug overdoses and fentanyl and the, all these terrible things. And, um, I got to go see Cindy Keza in person doing a a group gallery reading And, yeah. But unfortunately, most of the readings she did were suicides and drug overdoses. And wow. So, man. Man. Can, yeah. You know, like, it's awful. But can we also get it together, you know, as a human race? Can we quit sliding back into, like, these terrible things? And, like, right. there's, you know, it's got to get better. It has to. Right. That's yeah. my opinion. So what do you think about physical mediumship? You know, Because, you know, there mm-hmm. are mediums who... It's like very different. Table tipping and mm-hmm. um, like I that. have never experienced a physical medium working uh, in in my you know in person. Um, I know a, a fellow medium who is learning how to do physical mediumship. Oh, wow! So you know I like her and I trust her and I know that she <laughs> is like for real. So if she's experiencing those things. I tend to want to believe her, but some of those things, I don't know 
if I believe them just because I haven't experienced it myself. You know, like the ectoplasm or their apports or like those things that a physical mediums do. Seems to take a certain kind of physiology, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not saying it's impossible (laughs) because I think anything's possible. Um, Well, when you do a reading, um, do do the spirits hang around or have you had like to clear your house because this spirit keeps bothering you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, when Dolly was talking about how she's kind of had to push it back, I wanted to tell her that that was perfectly fine because as someone who is able to communicate to spirits when they know that they They come, come. (laughs) they want to be able to communicate with somebody who can hear them or see them or get a message to so-and-so. So you have to learn how to set up boundaries. You have to be firm with them. That's right. Uh, when I started this at three o'clock in the morning, every night is like somebody's there. And I'm like, yeah. no, you guys, I have to get up in two hours. Can we please? You're not doing this right now. So uh, I, I learned that it took consistent consistency, like being stern about it, setting those boundaries. <laughs> I am not open for business right yeah. now. <laughs> I'll, turn, I'll turn the open gonna, sign on when I'm ready. I'm going to tell you, um, <laughs> Preston has mediumship yeah. abilities, okay? He sees people. Right? Happened, yeah. <laughs> with them. And uh, he's had to get up. He'll get up in the middle of the night, OBE, okay? And he's walking around the house, and they're all in the house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was telling us about that on the witching yeah. hours. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he's like, out. <laughs> Leave. Goodbye. Yeah. And it... It is uh, amazing to me, you know, and he doesn't want to say he's a medium, but he is. I know he is. Aww. You know, <laughs> he's got that ability. You know? <laughs> like, wow. And, and it's like when you have to clear your house every night because they know you're there. Mm-hmm. Never live near a cemetery either. I've learned this. Okay. Because they all show up. You're in yeah. the house the first night and they're all hanging around going, hey, how you doing? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, I don't know what happened to you. You want to move on? I can help you move on. Yeah. And some say yes, and others run away and mm-hmm. come back and haunt you after that, you know. Trying well, to- well, well, we need to take a quick station ID break. So start thinking of other topics. I want to hear more about the whole spirit art thing. Okay. And oh, yeah. Do you have like- well, yeah. let, me, let me do the station break. I'll here. grab them while he does the station break. <laughs> okay. All right. Hold on a second. Okay. All right, everyone, you are listening to The Light Gate. This is actually episode 39. I am your host, Preston Dennett. My lovely co-host is Dolly Safran. Our guest today is medium Jenny Lee. And in fact, if you check out the show notes, you can go to her website and her Twitch channel and all the other amazing things that she is doing currently. And we are streaming live on United Public Radio Network 107.7 FM from the beautiful city of New Orleans in Louisiana. Also from the UFO Paranormal Radio Network at 105.3 FM. We are on Roku. We We are on YouTube. We are on Facebook. And we are beaming out to the stars so all the ETs and spirits can watch us too. And yes, our guest tonight is medium Jenny Lee. We've been talking about her early experiences with channeling and perhaps an actual ET visitation when she was a teenager. 
and all kinds of exciting stuff she's done with her mediumship. And we've really just begun to scratch the surface. And I know she's also an artist. I'm going to pop up a piece of her art right here so you can see. She's really quite talented. Oh, thanks, Preston. Here is another piece. I only pulled up a couple real quick, but really beautiful work, Jenny. Thank you. So, here, let me see. So yeah, I'd love to hear more about, because art is a big deal. It's, it, yes. it's a part of all our lives. My sister-in-law really drove it home for me how yes. important art is. I watched the episode of her and I just loved it because I love that she is able to take what people saw and put it on paper and they can be like, oh, that's it, you know, and they can have it as, you know, a representation of the thing that they saw. It's wonderful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, I have a lot more spirit art than I remember making, <laughs> but I'll show you the very first one that we did. Um, so this was the image that came through and it was two different entities. So the very, the top part here, which is like the sunflower kind of looking thing, uh, was an energy that came through and he was being really righteous about things. Like we need to be scared about, uh, you, we, we need to be scared and we need to be honorable and we need to do all this stuff. And then he kind of got booted out and this other entity came in and that's what this stuff is at the bottom. And this was Peter the very first time. Oh. And he was angry and he was frustrated. He was like, you guys need to get it together. But, but he also was like, this guy's full of, you know what? <laughs> For those who can't see it, you know, cause there are some people who are just watching yes. on radio. It's a beautiful orange kind of flower and below is some more, um, I'm not sure how I would describe Very, it. Very like energetic, <laughs> energetic, jagged kind of scribbles in different <laughs> colors. Uh, so yeah, so then we end up kind of going through what came, th came through together and we come up with a final message. So uh, this one was reaching for source from the chaos of earthbound life. Oh, wow. He, Peter was That's angry good. and sad, sad about he, the human race and what was going on here. Yeah, so that was the very first one. That was uh, our first introduction to Peter. <laughs> um, then, okay. And then one night we decided to see if he would draw a self-portrait of himself. And he did. And this is what he drew. <laughs> oh, wow. And he was joking around. He's like, I guess I should have used a comb. <laughs> <laughs> That's really interesting, actually. Yeah. Um, oh, and the message. I forgot the message. The message on the back says, remember who you are. We aren't bushy eyebrows and broken noses. We are divine. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's a couple of the pieces we've done with Peter. Well, that's very interesting. So what is that like? I mean, is that similar to channeling then? Yes, that's actually how I started with the channeling because um, I had taken a class for automatic writing and I was terrible at it and I couldn't get it to work. And I was like, well, maybe I should try this cha the channeling trance stuff. And instead of trying to write something, I should do it with art. And it's the very first time it just worked. So we just keep going with it, see what comes through and who comes through. Wow. So do you have any more that you want to share? Um, 
Let's see. There was two really important ones that came through before all this information was actually in my awareness about how we need to re we need to restructure the things in our world that everything is kind of broken and old and it needs to be fixed. Um, well, there's truth there. <laughs> yes. So this one was, this one I believe was the Reese, the structures. Mm -hmm. uh, so for those of you who can't see it and out there in no video land, it's a black and white drawing of different um, kind of organic shapes. And some have sh shadows and shading and some don't. So this was his message for this one. It is the responsibility of each individual to examine the structures of their minds. If a structure is flawed, rebuild it. Keep the structures that are helpful and bring joy. That's cool. Yeah. And then there was another one that went with that one, but I don't think I pulled that one out. And that one was about, it was also about restructuring restructuring things and, and changing things to make it how it sh how we want it to be and not how we think it should be because it's always been that way you know you guys will enjoy this one this was the last one we did <laughs> this is from october and it got really weird and crazy it's a lot of weird shapes and squiggly things and things that don't fit together but basically what he was showing us was that which, you know, in the woo-woo world and maybe other places too, there's this idea of there's a shift happening. And I know Dolly talks about it because she's talking about the physical shift of our world with the poles changing, but there's also a spiritual shift that's going along with that at the same time. So he's talking about this shift that's coming, but what he was, what he was drawing in this one was he was saying that all these different energies and beings have shown up here to watch it and to help us yeah. and yeah so that was yeah you know the old saying as above so below okay mm -hmm. and yeah. um et et taught me when i was growing up that um everything that we do energetically on this planet goes through dimensionally all the way through mm -hmm. and that there are beings actually living in in the dimension with us that we can't, we're not aware of because we can't, we're, we're, we're not wide open psychic yet. Yep. And we're not seeing through the rifts mm -hmm. in the dimensions, but we're all on top of one another. So everywhere you live, there are beings that live there with you all over this world and throughout mm -hmm. our universe. And um, because of what we're going through right now, it's affecting them as well as it is affecting us. Only they're capable of dealing with it way better than we are. Yeah. We used to talk about having guardian angels and stuff like that. They're really showing up now and people are talking about seeing mm -hmm. and feeling things. And it's a positive, oh my God, you need help right now yes. than anything else. People are also talking about hearing voices that are saying, we need to fix ourselves now. Mm -hmm. it's, it's become a, a broadcast even yes. all over our planet. And people are talking about it and saying, mm -hmm. I feel this, I hear it, I know it. Yes, you do. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's and that was, uh, that's what... That's what was happening with that spirit art with the structuring and the restructuring. Like you guys have to figure out what isn't working and you need to fix it right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So can I pop up a few questions that have been added? Absolutely. Bring them on. All right. Here is one from Louise. 
And this is the question. Is there such a thing as being a quote little psychic or is it like being a, a little, little pregnant? pregnant? <laughs> uh, excellent question, Louise. I think that everybody is capable of having any kind of all of these abilities because guess what? Um, you're not really the, this human physical fleshy thing. <laughs> Your spirit, which Molly <laughs> likes to say, indwelling in this this fleshy thing, right? So because we are all the spiritual energy of a, a conscious whatever, um, you're absolutely capable of having any and all of the abilities that are possible. Right. Uh, and I think that really we're meant to be because that's what we are. Right. Well, we've been conditioned for s generations and centuries and thousands of years that that's not acceptable and that's not real. Um, we're also polluting our yeah. bodies, which is mm -hmm. bad. Yeah. And, uh, even the ascended masters all the way through time, Jesus Christ himself said, be clean. Okay. Clean yourselves up. Yeah. Drink your drink the good water, you know, not the bad. Do things that make you pure and help yourself. Yeah. It's Mentally too, not just physically. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. emotionally. Dropped all yep. the bad stuff. That's right, because it's clouding your ability to go outside of yourself mm -hmm. and hear what's really going on. It's important. All right, well, here is another question then. And this is from JB3 Nen. Do I do dream interpretation? Do you do dream interpretation? <laughs> Good question. Uh, I've been able to interpret people's dreams to what I think is pretty good ever since I was like a kid. Somebody tell me a dream, I'd be like, well, you had that dream because of blah, blah, blah. And they'd be like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Um, so yeah, I, I can do it most of the time. But, you know, I do really do think that sometimes we just have dreams that are just a hodgepodge, a jumbled up mess that you're not going to be able to understand because your brain's just, you know, processing, processing <laughs> the data that you had through the day. But yeah. there are plenty of other kinds of dreams that are not really dreams, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. that brings up a comment from Dorothy Hawkins here who says, I had, I had a future self dream one time that was so real. I believe I was there. So what do you, you think about probably were Dorothy? <laughs> <laughs> dreams are, can't be precognitive. Not yes. in Kansas anymore. That's right. No, yeah, Dorothy, you weren't in Kansas anymore. <laughs> future life, future self life. Uh, no, I absolutely think that we can do such things. Right. Um, your consciousness, your 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 consciousness, who you really are, does not live in this timeline. And outside yeah. of your body, outside of the third dimension, it does exist simultaneously yeah. while it's indwelling you. It's, it's still in source. It's, it's really hard for our logical human brains yeah. to understand all of that, but that really seems to be what's happening. And in the woo-woo world, we call that higher self. It's right. your higher self. You know, your higher self is the consciousness that's aware of everything and right. all the lives that you've had and all the lives you're going to have, because really all the time it's is happening funny. at the same time. Yeah. Which my I my brain can't figure that one out still, but it's not supposed to. <laughs> I, I asked that same question. Talata gave me an answer. You want to hear it? Yes. <laughs> he said it goes with why we're here. Okay. He said you live in Source, and before you came out of Source, you knew everything, everything. The problem with that is, is that you can be an educated idiot in Source, <laughs> not wise. Okay. And we mm -hmm. come here to learn to employ what we're doing and mm -hmm. how to use the the 
the information that we have. And the more wise you become in each lifetime, the better chance you have of not coming back here ever again. Mm-hmm. So your consciousness does know all this stuff. And it's constantly trying to talk to us and tell us, tell our physical mind, hey, yeah. you know, yeah, imagine, you know, hear this. Which I think for the for the the average person who isn't into all of this, that's what they would call a gut feeling. Right. Exactly. Yes. Intuitive. It's yeah. an into intuitive gut feeling that I think every single person has experienced that before. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. It's the From same thing. On. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, there are a couple of people who are asking, do you do live readings on the air? And, you know, I, I believe you do that. Yeah, that's what Twitch I do channel, on right? Twitch. Yes. Um, yeah, right. I'm on Twitch on Wednesdays and Fridays, Wednesday mornings, Friday nights. Is That's what I do. Um, yeah, that's what I do. Okay. That's what I thought, because there are people <laughs> who are like, can we get a reading now? And I don't want to put you on the spot. <laughs> because... uh, come to the Twitch channel. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Or you can, you know, I do offer personal readings too. But yeah, Twitch is Twitch is fun. We have an awesome community. And there's always some craziness happening. So. <laughs> All right. So you guys who are asking for readings, definitely check out Jenny on her Twitch channel. You can connect mm-hmm. with her through the links and get a reading directly from her, which I am sure would be awesome. So have you ever done a reading where it's you know, negative or you're learning stuff that, mm, gosh, how am I going to tell this person? Mm-hmm. This is bad news. Yeah, because some people's loved ones on the other side weren't so nice in the living. You know, we all got one of those, I think. <laughs> so sometimes they're the one that comes through. Um, for the most part, those are when those readings happen, which I think we just had one of these this week um, or last week. The person is starting to realize that they weren't the nicest person in the living and they're trying to make up for it now. Um, but sometimes there's been people that have come through that are still not nice. And uh, it's either I shut it down or I ask the person, the sitter, do you want to hear from this person? You know, and if they're, if they do, <laughs> awesome. If they don't, then we can just yeah. let it go. Yeah. One of, yeah. one of the things that I learned really young is that there are entities uh, surrounding us that are not nice. You know, yes. like mm-hmm. to have, call them demons and things like that, mm-hmm. but they're literally wandering around growling, angry, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And yeah. when you come in contact with it, the best order of the day is to say, bye. Yeah. Out of here. You don't, you don't give them oh, your fear. Yeah. You don't give them your energy. You don't give them your time. Feed them at all. It's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, we have more questions. If you're (laughs) here, is one from Karen Camacho. Have you ever sat to do a mediumship reading and nobody came through? (laughs) Sorry, no Uh, messages for you. There have been times where it w- seemed like that might happen where I'm like, mm, it's a little empty today. Um, but usually somebody does come through. One of the hardest things that I have happen is someone will come through, but the person in the living didn't really know the person in the that's deceased because they died when they were a kid or they died before they were born. And nobody talked about that person apparently because the person that I'm reading for doesn't have any information about them. And that happens a lot. But I think the wonderful thing about that is to realize that your loved ones, whether you knew them or not, are really keeping up with you. 
<laughs> they're watching, they're hanging out. They want to see what's going on in your life. Like they're just as, in, you're just as important to them as if you would have known them in the living. Because yeah. they come through all the time. That happens all the time. I like to imagine them all sitting up on a big, long cliff in their <laughs> lawn chairs. And there's a fence to get yeah. them coming over. Mm-hmm. But they're watching. They're all partying and they're all sitting. They got, they got their popcorn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So how do people find you on Twitch? Just I know we, I believe we have it in the notes. but It's Medium Jenny Lee. L, uh, L-E-A. A with not A, not an E. All right. And All if right, you go right. to my website, which I know is in the link, the chat, the YouTube notes, um, my website has the, all the little everything on there. Yeah. All right. Well, I will pop up another question then. Okay. Here we have one and nice, easy to read caps. Thanks, Fun Talks TV. And here's the question to Jenny. I have been wondering this forever. If people actually reincarnate, why do some spirits come through after numbers of years and not move on to the next light, life? That's an excellent question. One of which, Fun Talks TV, I'm always wondering about myself. And I think it has to do with what Dolly's been talking about tonight. And, and also what we've been saying about time and space, too. Uh, there's always a part of us in the, the source area, you know, the source layer that never comes here. So that that higher self energy has experienced and knows all of the different lives that have come through. Um, I do also think that our, there are times when people choose not to reincarnate or they don't reincarnate for a certain amount of time. Uh, and then I also think um, that the time issue also is happening where because all times happen at the same time, really fun times TV, you could be, you're really in every life that you've ever had, every life you're ever going to have all at the same time. Yeah. Which I know for me makes my brain want to blow up. So I know. I, know. <laughs> I, 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 went, I OBE to the Akashic library because I wanted to see, you know, just what it is it said about me and how does it do that? And I found this, uh, catalog of long drawers okay and there was one with my name on it Ooh. and i i knew my name not the name that i have now but i knew my name i saw it and i went to open it and it opened for me and in this drawer was my book that yeah. i have on board with et mm-hmm. it's like huh you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I took the book out and I put it up on a table and I flipped it open. And the very first thing I saw, the very first thing I saw freaked me completely out because it was source. Mm. I was looking <laughs> at source. I was like, huh, you know, and I didn't know what to think. I sat there totally unable to communicate anything. I just was like, huh, yes. you know, staring at it. And the next thing I know, I hear a voice, and the voice is the all mind, okay? And it just said, turn the page. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, well, that was simple. Mm -hmm. And I turned the page. And then the next thing I know, I'm involved with uh, everything that I need to think about, literally, from lifetime to lifetime to lifetime, that I'm either not getting right, or I'm planning on working on. Mm-hmm. Then I realized that I was taking time between lives sometimes, uh, an extensive amount of time, 
to be there to learn what I needed to learn again. Uh-huh. Where it's like re-review it. In other words, life in review. Absolutely. Just really comprehend how boneheaded I am from time to time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons we do wait because we have to decide what it is. I mean, you can't keep dragging issues over and over and over again and learn nothing. Hopefully not. At some point, you got to debrief and and say, okay, I I got it now. I don't want to be challenged with this again. I really understand it this time now. Can Mm -hmm. I move on to something else? And of course, you're going to, and you just have to figure out what that is that you want. I don't think we come here blind. I think we come here knowing what we're going to And I think we gather that information and we work on it before we even get here because everything we do for every action, there is an equal or opposite reaction. And there's a thousand different ways you can respond. And the very last thing I saw in the book was how I respond to anything that happens to me is of paramount importance because that's what drives your karma. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm so happy with all of this. And I got up and I put the book back and I couldn't understand how it could be there and on board at the same time. And I found out from ET, it follows me. It goes up with me because we're going interdimensional. I can call it. Okay. uh, I was like, okay, well, I understand that. But once I got back, my whole brain exploded. (laughs) It is. And you're like, how is this possible? No. I know. And I had to debrief myself for like a year after that, Uh you know, and I'm like, well, what am I doing now? What am I doing now? And I had to calm down about it. I really did. (laughs) Yes. Our thoughts and feelings have way more power than you realize. Thoughts are things. Thoughts are things. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, here's a question that pertains to all this from Doxy. Jenny, do you see the book? I see one just prior to OBEs and I can flick through the book. The book consists of snippets and movie scenes. I can stop and watch it like a movie trailer. <laughs> I think I think she's kind of talking about what Dolly's talking about. They're like Akashic Records kind right. of. Yes. So yes, I've been to the Akashic Records many times. Um, I've seen my own space before. And recently when I do past lives, they, that's actually, I go there first. And I see I they I get taken around to wherever their book is, or I think a lot of people have more than one book. Uh, sometimes I think people got a whole little section, um, and then <laughs> uh, I get I see the book I'm supposed to get. I pull it off the shelf and I open it, and that's when the movie starts. Yeah, wow. it's amazing. It's really amazing. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, it I've been to the Akashic Record twice. It was difficult for me to get there. Yeah. <laughs> I had a real hard time, but boy, once I got there, it was amazing. It was, it for me, it was all about past lives. That's They showed mm-hmm. me a bunch of them. Yes. I'm going back for sure. And I know we all go there. For those of you who are like, oh, I've never been there. Yes, you have. Yeah. We're going, we all go there every <laughs> night. We just yeah. don't really remember it. Not conscious of it. Yeah. I have to pop this comment up from Rad Peanut because it makes me laugh because I've had this. You know, I have a lot of precognitive dreams. But sometimes I don't remember them until they're actually happening. Yeah. <laughs> and I have it, you know, I've had it actually where the event will pass me by, and then I will remember having had precognition of an event from the past, mm. which I don't even know how to call I call it retro precognition. <laughs> because, I mean, how do you explain to someone, oh, yeah. I had precognition of something that happened yesterday? <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. It just goes to show how you know our minds work and what time is and 
how mediumship and channeling and how you can connect with people. Yeah, absolutely. Do you often get events from people's future when you're doing readings for them? Or is it more just like connecting with their spirits? Um, yeah, I, I, sometimes future things show up like that jewelry thing I was talking about earlier. There right. was also another time where um, it was actually for the same person we were talking about earlier, Luce. Uh, they're they and their husband are cat rescuers. We have a for work for a cat rescue. And I was reading for them and I got this image of a cat and I'm like, this is cat. And they're like, I don't know what cat you're talking about. We ain't got that cat. (laughs) And then literally like two minutes later, gets a text from the lady who runs the cat rescue. Hey, I got this cat you need to come get. And it was the cat that I saw. So it was like happening in real time, but it hadn't happened just yet. <laughs> yeah. You gotta love this universe. <laughs> yeah. Spirit knows what's up. Absolutely. We don't know what's going on, but spirit knows. <laughs> All right. Well, the questions are coming in fast and furious. Thanks, guys. I actually love doing questions. So yeah, <laughs> it's fun to engage. In. And here is one from Karen Camacho. And this is a good one because this is kind of, an interesting question. She's asking, how does spirit know their living loved one is sitting with a medium and it's time to pick up the phone? Because they know everything, Karen. I hate to tell you that. (laughs) They're with you all the time. No, that freaks people out. They're like, what if I'm taking a shower? Um, (laughs) But no, like the way that it seems to work, and I don't don't know because I don't remember from when I was there, but uh, they can be everywhere all at one time. So right. you're putting that thought, you're putting that emotion, you're putting that intention out. They pick up on it and they sense yeah. it and they feel it and they hear it. And that's when they come running, yeah. you know, and that's when they connect. Everything yeah. is interconnected and mm-hmm. we're connected to everything, even the clock across the universe. There are people that you know are good friends with their living lives across the universe and mm-hmm. you can still connect with them. Yeah. All you have to do is think about it and boom, it happens. Those little protons are really neat little communicators and they just boom and it actually turns on. It's instantaneous. Yes. It's like, you, turn, you know, you put your radio on the, down on the dial to the frequency you want to pick up and then you turn the handle on and boom, it's there. That's what you're doing psychically. You're tuning in. Poof. Yep. Is, you know, instant. Okay. Let me pull up another question. Here we go. Fun talk TV. Sorry, when he does it, it kills me. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the one we just answered, though? About yeah. the. Oh. Why do some spirits come after a number of years, but not new about? Yeah, we would. Oh. We did that one. Oh, okay. That may have come up twice, sir. Oh, yeah, because then they said sorry for the spam. So they must have said it more than once. Okay. Right. It's okay, fun talks. It's okay. It happens. Um, this isn't so much a question, but I'm wondering how people sometimes react. Because Forshaw is saying, I think it would be interesting but kind of creepy to get a reading. Do people yeah. ever freak out? Some people are very nervous about it. Anxious, you know. Like, oh, who's going to come through? And what are they going to say? Um, yeah, some people are weirded out about it. I absolutely love it. I've been to a number of psychics. You know, over the years, it's fun to visit a psychic or a medium. Yeah. And when they read you, it's like, wow, wow, yeah. this is the coolest <laughs> thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. I've never met a medium who looks at a person and says, I know everything you did wrong. Mediums <laughs> don't work that way. No, we get information from spirit. Right. And they love we don't, us. We don't we know love. nothing, people. It's spirit. <laughs> right. Yeah. So there's yeah. none of that. And if you have something that you're hiding, it's not going to come out in a reading because it's, you're already clamped down on it. You're not going to let it out. And yeah. spirit won't tell either. You know, mm -hmm. it is an illusion. All will be known. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're connected. We're all one. Mm -hmm. So and that's, I think, how mediumship really kind of works is because yeah. we do have these. We're a telepathic race. We're mm -hmm. all telepathic. Yeah. God, if only we were all mediums, what a different world we would live in. That would be well amazing. I think that's that's where we're headed, you know, is that we are supposed to be, everybody's supposed to be open to everything. Um, I think that's where we're supposed to be going. So we'll see. We'll see when we get there, I guess. <laughs> it's a journey of discovery. Yeah, sure is. Learning, learning. This is life earth school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a hard the school. Yeah. All right, here is a question from Rad Peanut, who is asking, sorry if this was already asked, <laughs> it was, but do people who don't believe in reincarnation still get reincarnated? Excellent question. What's <laughs> uh, about this one? <laughs> I, think, I think so, because mm. it's not what you believe when you're here, because that's not mm. what's really happening. Right. I've had many spirits come through who said to me, I did not believe in this when I was living. And that's usually good evidence because yeah. I can say your grandma's here. And she said that she would have not done this if she was alive. Right. And they're like, oh yeah, she was, you know, super religious or she went, you know, she was Catholic or whatever. So um, not, you know, not related to the reincarnating thing, but definitely spirits come through who didn't believe in this in the living. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right, good, very good. Here is, and we've got lots of questions. I love this. <laughs> and this is from Doxy, and she's asking it to Jenny During a session, have you ever become physically freezing cold inside your body? I do have a lot of physical sensations um, often, but I, I don't think I've ever experienced freezing cold, though. I think that if I did, it would probably have something to do with whoever was coming through, like that would be a piece of evidence for them. Yeah. Well, I've seen, you know, mediums feeling what they're picking up from the spirits and it's can be very intense. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. What else do we got going on here? Okay. I, any question is okay. So I guess I'll bring this one <laughs> up. You know. Kentron Chameleon is asking, hello, Preston Dolly and guest. What do you think or know about the ETs that were seen at a shopping mall in Miami, Florida? And I'll just pop in first on this one. Okay, go <laughs> for it. I am the UFO guy and I am <laughs> skeptical. I think this is something that's blown up in, in the media way beyond proportion. A strong police response at a mall happening is not at all unusual, especially in these times. The information that's coming out on it is very conflicting and an enormous amount of CGI. This is just the skeptic in me. I can't yeah. say I've talked to first-hand people who've been there. I've listened. I'm, you know, I'm tracking it, but this reminds me of some of these other events we're seeing that are just being blown out of all proportion. 
I don't think there are eight foot tall or whatever they are aliens walking around in the Miami Mall. That's just my pure yeah. intuitive response. I haven't done an investigation. I'm waiting for someone to actually investigate it. What if they really want to go to Claire's though, Preston? <laughs> <laughs> they want to. They want to on Annie's pretzel. Happen. I mean, you never know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the way I feel about the video stuff. Is like. You know, I want to, it's like, I feel like the X-Files. I want to believe that it's real. <laughs> I want to be able to see a video of one, but like, it's probably just somebody right. made it, you know? Well, if you look at the pictures and the videos, the pictures, especially, um, the people in the picture with the, the three tall people, mm -hmm. they're out of proportion to the room. And one of the people isn't even looking at them. They look like they're overwalking them. And it is human yeah. nature to notice something that anomalous in your way. And everybody would have turned. And I've seen it personally happening in real life where you go, dang, you know, nobody noticed them. Yeah. Okay? And you can do that with CGI. And if you Absolutely. blow the picture up, which I have done, and because I'm nosy as hell, and <laughs> angry, uh, it doesn't match. It's an overlay. Mm -hmm. in the picture of software well, that tells now me. they even have the ai my son was showing this right. to me they yeah. have a an ai that makes really realistic looking people absolutely but it's not they're yeah. not real people yeah. like those people don't exist right but now, there's always like there's always one thing it's like oh the lady's got six fingers you know <laughs> that happens in <laughs> her, real life here or her foot's turned sideways or something you know like, <laughs> I also know that I have people in Miami who talk to me regularly. I have, I'm from Miami. Okay. And I got a call about it and said, have you seen this? And he said, all the cops were out there because kids lit off about 50 pounds of fireworks outside the side doors of the mall. And that's Yikes. why there's smoke everywhere outside and coming in toward the doors, but not in the mall. Uh, you also have to understand that this is Miami and uh, they've had an incident three weeks prior to that where uh, and and then in the past where people have been shot up and killed in that mall. Wow. The police do not play. And you also have to remember that this is DeSantis country. OK, and they are oh, yeah. extremely vigilant to mm -hmm. anything that goes on. So the police presence was a response by that organization for something like that. Mm -hmm. I do. Now, I'll tell you something else and people might not like to hear me say it, but I'm going to say it because it's the truth. We want to believe when we hear things, like you said, mm -hmm. but without evidence, without critically eyeballing it and researching it yourself so you know the truth, you shouldn't be going on what anybody says because we're the gossipy bunch of humans ever. <laughs> okay? And gossip has a tendency to change person to person to person. Yeah. So what the first person said ends up being eight miles out of what the third person said or fourth, Absolutely. fifth down the road. Yeah, and I that came at school, person. telephone. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, exactly, the telephone. And now we have a media who are not okay and will override everything and drive the narrative in the direction they want it to go. And oh, we yeah. all need to be cognizant of that. Mm -hmm. so that's my opinion about this. It's fake. Fake news. All right. Well, we've got more questions that are more on point. <laughs> um, we may have talked about this, but Gina DeFrost is just putting an exclamation point. Future life regressions. Yes. So that does come up, right? We do. I did do one for someone. Yes. Mm -hmm. I've, lo I've looked into one for myself. They were pretty normal, just normal lives. Like it was like in the kitchen, <laughs> cooking something, you know, uh, the 
for the person I did the reading for, it's like in the current life, they're female. In that life, they were male. And for me, I was like this really cute uh, Scandinavian lady with a very handsome Scandinavian man. We were in a ski lodge. So I'm looking forward to that life. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be John and Frost again. I don't know. <laughs> Probably. We do seem to reincarnate with our group. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> that comes up a lot. All right. Here's a question from Rad Peanut. Thanks, guys. I love these questions. She's asking, what could a knocking on the door when no one is there mean? Many things. I yeah, um, could be some some spirit or energy trying to get your attention. Exactly what I thought. Um, yeah, we know that. But, yeah, but you also have to try to debunk it too. Is it something right. that's making the noise? Is there a raccoon knocking nuts on your door, trying to break yeah. you know mm -hmm. that can yeah. happen. Or a woodpecker, or a bird, or some other night creature like a cat trying to get in. They but if you know that it's not something, and, and yeah. you're like, I I don't know what it was, and yeah. it could be I, somebody trying to get your attention. Yeah, right. And I would give advice yeah. here. You all <laughs> yeah. need to stop being afraid of this stuff. If you're knocking on your door, investigate it. Don't be afraid. Go to the window, mm -hmm. shine a light. Go look yeah. through the peephole, you know, turn the light on so you can see the light come under the doors and anything moving around behind the light. I mean, investigate it. Don't sit yeah. there and go, oh, figure it out. Okay. All right. Well, we have a good 15 minutes left. So I'm going to try and get through some of these questions. I've got about okay. 14 lined up. Woo. 10. <laughs> Liliana King. Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Have you had any Bigfoot? Big oh, good. I love Bigfoot too. We just, I just introduced my children, my younger children to Harry and the Hendersons the other day. Um, <laughs> I have felt Bigfoot's presence, but I have not seen it. Hmm. But I've felt I felt it twice. Yes. Yeah. Well, Bigfoot is real. I've done my research and had a, my own encounters. So I absolutely am a believer. Yes. In the big old Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, it's a, that's a whole topic we could do a complete show on. Absolutely. All right. Dorothy Hawkins. Do people who collect old things, antiques, also collect energetic mm -hmm. imprints left behind by others? This is an excellent question, Dorothy. And I can tell you, we just spent Saturday at a haunted location, the Hanover Tavern here in Hanover, Virginia, for a Paracon. And the building, part of the building was built in the 1700s. And I can tell you that as I walked through the different rooms, I could pick up on the energy of every time period that existed in that space. Um, so yes, things and places hold residual energy. But does that mean that if you bought uh, an antique elephant statue at a thrift shop, that you brought home like a, you know, grouchy old lady? Most likely not. <laughs> I mean, I think that sometimes that does happen. I have heard of, of actual spirits being attached to a, an object, but I think for the most part, sure, it's yeah. just that everything, all at energy just persists and right. it leaves it, it leads to imprint. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that's like what psychometry is. You can hold yeah. a, a person who had an old ring on and tell a lot about them. Mm -hmm. Each yeah. object's well, that's like walking into a home and giving a reading on the home itself. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. Here is another question from For Shore. 
Oh, I just, I finally got that for sure. <laughs> a little slow here. Can the spirits tell you if you're on the right path in your life or not? That happens all the time for sure. Uh, we, because I have so many different kinds of readings that come through for people at this point, um, a lot of the other kinds of readings that aren't just uh, grandma coming through to tell you that she loves you, um, they usually are something a little bit deeper, you know, like uh, or you're not on the right path or you are on the right path or this is what you need to do or, you know, things like that. Very yep. cool. They yep. do. Mm -hmm. All right, moving on. And I think we did touch on this, but it's worth repeating. Allison Carr is asking, have you had a frightening spirit come through and how did you get it to leave? <sighs> We got enough time for this one. I'll try and make it short. <laughs> we had a very angry lady come through and she just ended up being the sitter's aunt, but she had had a really hard time and she could, she never worked through things in the living. And when she came through, she was super angry, like a wild beast. And uh, I had to help her work through that. And then the next day I was trying to take a nap and she came and she like jumped me because she wanted more help. And I'm like, whoa, 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 like you can't just do that, you know, but I did give her a little more advice and I sent her on her way. I'm like, okay, you got to go now. You got to go. <laughs> like you can't, you cannot stay here. This is not, you know, and she did. Um, and, and uh, to have a good end to that story, she did figure out what she needed to work on. And she came back and told us that she was much better. Oh, good. Yeah. Wait, so cool. She was earthbound. Yeah, she was definitely stuck somewhere harassing yeah. people in her old space, for sure. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I've learned to try to tell people that if they're earthbound, it sounds corny, but it's it helps. Um, I had this uh, guy's name was Norman, and he followed me from uh, near Conyers at a, at a big um, CE5 event that we did out in a, uh, an astronomical village. And uh he followed me home. He messed with my car all the way. <laughs> and once he got home, he would not leave me alone. Yeah. And he was trying to get me to help him work stuff out. And I finally told him that, you know, you don't have to be here to do that. There are other people on the other side waiting to help you. Mm -hmm. you go. And um, I finally told him I had enough of him. And I sent him on to another friend of mine. Dolly. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted him. I said, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, Take this norm fella. <laughs> you deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Funny. I think we have time for a couple more questions because that's okay. all we have left, actually. Here's I know, just the time goes fast. Dana, who says, read Journey of Souls by Michael Newton. Because according to Michael, all everyone says the same things about the afterlife. Yeah. Read the book. Mm -hmm. I can definitely recommend it. But here's a question from Gerard Levesque, who's asking if a deceased loved one has already reincarnated. How is it possible for a medium to contact them? I find this hard to believe, but I can say that most people who pass on wait for their families. They do. To yeah. come along and join them. But yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts um, on that? Well, I mean, I think the majority of time people wait for their families to get there. Um, I have tried to tap into, we, I got an old picture of a really old, old relative from like the early 1900s and I tried to tap into her energy and she wasn't there anymore. Like she's already here somewhere doing something else. Um, but like we were talking about earlier, 
really there's no time, there's no space, everything's happening at the same time. We have a higher consciousness. So I think it still would be possible to have some sort of interaction with the consciousness of that loved one, even if they're also here at the same time. All right. And one final question real quick, because we do have to close this down in about five minutes. Mm -hmm. And Rad Peanut is asking, what does it mean to be earthbound? It's a ghost, Rad Peanut, a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, a problem. <laughs> it's a person who has impressed themselves upon this plane instead of moving up to the next plane because of many different reasons. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, here are some of your social media links for people who are interested. Again, these are on the show notes, but anything else you want to mention that we haven't covered already? Um, I mean, there's probably, you know, we could talk for two more hours, but well, no. You can come back, right? <laughs> yeah, if you want me back, there's a lot more stuff to talk about. Because we didn't even really talk about my ET experiences with the um, yeah, I love them family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. We didn't get to that. <laughs> well, next time. So sorry. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of our show tonight at the Light Gate. You can see us every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We uh, love you. I hope you had a wonderful time uh, with us tonight and our wonderful guest, Ginny Lee, medium Ginny Lee. And uh, if you want to see the show again and hear everything she said, it will be back up in minutes after we end. Uh, we were coming to you live from the beautiful city of New Orleans in Louisiana at uh, the United Public Radio Network at 107.7 FM and the UFO Paranormal Radio Network at 105.3 FM. I want you all to have a blessed week. Yeah, thank you all for yes. joining us each week. It's so very, very nice of you. And I love all these lovely little comments that you <laughs> saying right. at the end. So yeah, you are a great guest. Thanks so oh, much thanks. for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> very most welcome up. Honor. Honestly, honor. <laughs> oh, thanks, okay. Holly. Night night, everybody. Bye-bye. Till next week. <laughs>